You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikenna Okeke of the Father's Church. This message will challenge, encourage, and propel you to fulfill your purpose and live that life that God originally designed for you as revealed in His Word. Be blessed as you listen. You know, the Bible, someone had said many years ago, I heard that the Bible is very economical with words. Any information that is not necessary was kept out. Okay, so when we read Matthew 5 and it says Jesus saw the multitude and then he went up to the mountain and sat. I mean, he could have taught standing. He could have taught in every post, any posture. But that information was to show something. And like we saw in NLT, that when Jesus saw the huge crowd, he had something to teach. What did he do? He climbed. He went away from them. And the Bible says those who were apprenticed to him, who were committed to him, now climbed together with him. They made an extra effort. Okay? And when they made that effort, then Jesus now sat down and taught those who made the effort. So there are levels in this Christianity. So you might get to the office, some of us might have family members, we might have friends, we might have colleagues and the rest of them that when you say what you're saying, they're laughing at you because as far as they're concerned, that's not your own. What they want is that let their enemies fall, fall down and die and let their blessings enter into their breast pocket now, now. Okay? It's understandable because Jesus dealt with the multitudes he gave them bread he gave them fish he worked miracles for them but when he needed to teach them the things of the kingdom he made sure there was a separation so it's actually left for everyone to decide which side he was going to be praise god so it's important we understand that because it helps you to know what you have enlisted in. okay so that you don't feel ah this thing is too difficult no i mean I was reading an article recently Someone may have seen it um, Dr. Sanachi might have heard of it Some man was wondering Why anybody Any sane person should still read medicine today In any part of the world You, you, you study medicine is difficult You spend most of your youth you know, Studying and all of that And then you start working And you have to keep working, keep working, keep working and then your colleagues or your mates, your contemporaries who become accountants and lawyers, they make all the money, they can go on vacation, they play around and all of that. So really, why would you study medicine? Why, why would you go through all of that? Now, if you really look at that, it makes sense. But some people know that this is what God has called them to be. And my prayer is that anybody who really does not love you know, to treat people or to help people shouldn't go into medicine. There is a particular case, um, I can actually use the name because it will help us. How, how many of us know um, Chimamanda Adichie? Now, the, the brother is my friend, okay? And um, he said to me that she should have studied medicine. But the sister told him when they were, you know, going back and forth with the dad, with the parents, that if they make her study medicine, that either that the patient she treats will hate her or that she will hate herself for life. Something like that. But, but in essence, she had the intelligence, the brilliance to be a medical doctor, but she didn't have the heart. Praise God. So it's the same thing with our Christian faith. Everybody must decide, do you want for me? I've made up my mind like Joshua. I will do what? For myself and my house, we will do what? We will take this thing seriously. We don't want to become Christians of Christians of boys. So yeah, you know, all of us we they go to hey, I'm, I did born again. You did, I did, and I did, I did. We go, they go. No, no, no. You see, ask what is he saying? Remember, Jesus said to Peter, "Are you not also going?" It was popular to go away. Praise God. He wouldn't have stood out. It was reasonable to go because how can you eat flesh and drink blood? You were eating bread and fish. Who changes the diet to flesh and blood? But Peter said, to whom shall we go? You have what? The, it was a choice. It was a separation. And it's important as Christians that you know. So that when you make that choice, the Bible now says, you will have no need that any man 
should say to you, do this. And that's a challenge we have when we gather now as a church. We have some people who are neither here nor there. No wonder our Lord Jesus Christ says, I'll spew you out of my mouth. Because you see, if, if, if I'm talking to the cross, assuming now I had the privilege of ministering in a crusade, you can be sure I won't be telling them these things now. I won't tell them this. But after the crusade is over and the excitement is over, and some people come Monday morning and say, man of God, this thing you're saying, I'll say, eh, okay, sit down. You know, the Ibos will say, towards you see, you now start opening the thing very well. The other time, you show them the packaging. You understand? Now, but for you to come in after 10 years and 15 years, you're just, you still want only the packaging. It's okay. Get the movie, watch it. But some of us want to play in it. Acts of the Apostles didn't end. You are part of them, isn't it? You say, and you shall be what? Receive the Holy Ghost and you shall be witnesses to me. Praise the Lord. So that's what it's about. There is a separation. So some groups stay down on the valley. Some group climb up to the mountain. And all that thing you see, Matthew 5, Matthew 6, where it says you, if, if your right hand will make you to sin, if your right eye cut it off, Matthew 6. In fact, even where it says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and every other thing. He was talking to disciples. The multitude are not interested in the kingdom of God. They just want me. When they see it, say, man of God, I need a miracle. That's, they don't need God. They need the miracle. And that's why the man of God can also go and get engaged in some crazy things so that he can give them miracle without God. So both the people and the man, they deserve each other. Are you getting it? Praise God. So we understand that and it helps us. You've made a choice. You've made a choice. Which way to go? There is, a, there is yellow fever. That's traffic police. There is normal police. There is Mopo. You decide which one to go. If you join traffic police, your stomach can still be fat. If you join Mopo, after six weeks, something will happen to your stomach. Isn't it? I saw now we're beginning to develop um, a special force. You know, like the uh, American uh, Navy SEAL. Okay? You join that one also. There will be different. You know, Aquara will come out from your head. Something will happen. They, they will take you through things. The Navy SEAL training in the U.S., they said it has, it has what percentage? Either 90-something point something percentage of dropouts. There is military, there is Air Force, so there is all of that. But to become a Navy SEAL, that's sea, sea, air, and land. To become a Navy SEAL, you will be one out of about two or 5,000. And it's not compulsory. They said sometimes they bury them in a cold beach in the sand only their heads out for days and all you need to do is say i'm done they'll bring you out you go home but you won't be navy seal basically the same thing discipleship so you don't hear something and say this one is too hard it's not hard there is ad mass how many of us know ad mass there's additional mathematics and then there's Ibo Ibo BK. you can go to school and decide to study government the whole course is five pages you read it you finish in, in two weeks they all have the same A, in the same way, A in government, isn't it? Another person has A in additional mathematics. Is it by force? Uh -huh. But when you see the person that has A in additional mathematics, if he sees that, you won't struggle to share with him. So it's just, you know where you have entered, so tell your neighbor you don't enter. Uh -huh. <laughs> Praise God. You know, like the man that told um, Dr. Onoza, dad said he was speaking at a marriage seminar and he was saying all the things that he was doing you know for his marriage to be working or no maybe he was saying what somebody was doing and when he finished the one man raised his hand and said that means you you're now a fool <laughs> you're now a woman he said yes yeah, so if you want to go this type that we're going that's what you have to do praise god if you want to do the one that you're boxing and kicking i mean but this type that we have decided we want he said that's the price so decide what you want do you want a christian marriage do you want to love your wife as christ loved the church how did christ love the church christ loved we are rebellious we are difficult we are insensitive we are hard of hearing hard of learning hard of everything and christ loves us and loves us and loves us until we say our year yeah, don't too much we will love you back Praise God. Imagine if Christ gave you one punch. Miss Leslie. <laughs> Just imagine. He said, husbands what? Love your wives 
as your father loved your mother, as the people in your village loved their wives. No, as who? To believers. To believers. They are not talking to unbelievers. As Christ loved the church. That's what it is. You want to be a Christian, meaning a follower of Christ, then you can find out, Christ, how did you love the church? Jesus, you see, Lord, help us. Jesus was with Judas, a thief. He was stealing his money three years. He never for once reprimanded him. Your wife does one small thing. Even your village people here. I told her, every time, salt, 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 salt. You call the mother, you call the sister, you call the neighbor, you call the tailor, call everybody. Judas, three years, was stealing. Jesus, the rest of the disciples didn't know. Waiting for adventure, the man will repent. And when he wanted to even repent, he said, friend. Some of us, when you're angry with your wife, the type of name you invoke, eh? even Nollywood has not seen that name. As Christ loved, it's not easy, praise God. That's why we must pray. The ones we can do, we ask for help, amen? Praise the Lord. Okay, so tonight, I want us to see something here. And um, as we're just worshiping, something came to me, and I hope I'll be able to express it. God, the God we serve, if I say multidimensional, it will be limited. He's indescribable. Praise God. Our God is big. Our God is awesome. You see, when you say big now, you're thinking of relativity, isn't it? But he's bigger than big. You see, no, no wonder the Bible says in Hebrews 11, says, say, he that comes to God must believe that he what? He is. That is, is Anything you can imagine, put it there. He will consume it. When he said to me, he says, go and tell them, I am. He didn't say, I am tall. He didn't say, I am this. He said, I am has sent you. Everything they can imagine a God to be, I'm all of that and more. Now, why am I saying that? Because as we are learning these things, you must establish that the whole purpose of what we are learning is to benefit from this God. God really has nothing that he needs that you must do. It's love. Everything God is doing with me, is doing with you, is out of his love, out of the abundance, the bars of his love and generosity and goodness. So, you see, God could actually ignore us and still be God. Just like you drive on the road and you see, a, you know, a madman, you know, misbehave. You just ignore him. Praise God. But you see, God goes out of his way to get us. So when he was saying to Job, or was it Job that was saying to him, when you do good or do bad, you don't even touch God. Can you steal from God, really? What does he have that he can steal? Do you enter into the bank vault and steal the money and be locked up in the vault? Everything is his. Whatever you hold, you're still his. Praise God. And then when we do good, the good we do, we also do out of his own resources. So I come down and I give all, I give, you know, so much money to the work of God. Did I, when they gave birth to me, was money in my liver? If there was money in my liver, did I make my liver? So whether good or any how you look at it, you see, it's all of him. Praise God. Now I'm saying that to say that when we come to study how to obey God or how to serve God or how to, you know, to worship him, it's for our own good. And then because of who he is, we can look at it from different sides. So we can actually do a study on obeying God out of his terribleness. Which means this type of God or this person is someone you don't want to offend. Just like you can see our press now. They mind the way they talk. All of them are minding their languages now. We are not getting the reports of the things that are happening. Because they know the wickedness and the, the passivity. He, they, don't want, they don't care. They are not looking to make a name. You understand now? So you can actually take God from that angle. Because God is awesome. And if you were just to present you know, the terror of God, every man who sees it will be perfect. Because you don't want to get into his trouble. Praise God. So you look at it also from his goodness. Any man who sees the goodness of God Women can teach us better No matter how ugly a man is When women find out his wealth He will become funny That's the first thing Anything you say <laughs> Next thing If they can't say he's handsome They say look at his beard His beard is rich It's the money The money they've seen eh? Hey 
so if we're just to, to see, you know, the, 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 the riches of our God, praise God, you will serve him. Just seeing what he has will make anybody serve him. Are you getting my point now? So is this his terror? His terror alone will make you serve him. You see his riches, it will make you serve him. Then you now know his love and his plans for you. It will also make you serve. So any angle that you take it from, God is worthy of our worship. Any angle you come from, any dimension you look at it from, you, you, I mean, you will see. You, 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 you have people that you're committed to for nothing. Now they mean nothing, but you see potential in them. For the potential we have, they, they, one of my favorite songs used to be, um, what's that song again? Nothing compares to the, to the promise. I, it, it used to, this song, because when I hear it, I know that no other person could look at me and have such a plan for me. Shout to the Lord, all the let us say. You see, the, the future God has planned for you. Brother, sister, if you see it, you'll be a fanatic. Or is it the background? Is it what he has invested in you already? Are you getting the angle I'm coming from? You see, anyhow you look at God, you take your life now and trace back to generations before and trace back and begin to see what God had done in the past to bring you to where you are. For that alone, you will serve him. So any angle, if our eyes were open, we will worship him. For the mercy he's showing us every day. Just looking at for the past one week, had it not been for the Lord, the psalmist said, that was on my side. He said, let Israel say, had it not been for the, I would have been. He said, just seeing the mercies of the Lord, it will make us seven. So when we narrow down to one thing and we studied, don't, don't even let arguments come up in your mind praise god so so for now we are looking at the day you know the second coming of our lord jesus christ and we are being told from you know our passage in hebrews 10 23 24 25 he said let us consider one another in order to stir up love and good works as so much so as we see the day approaching and then we're saying because this day is coming our master is going to be coming let's not be confused with this world system because our master said to us revelation 22 12 he says behold i'm coming what quickly and my word reward is with me that's what we are learning now that if for nothing for the reward for what he will pay you understand for what he will pay we will serve him all. are you with me for what he will pay for what he will pay what he will pay let him motivate us let it drive us let it push us let 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 it propel us praise the lord so so that's what you know we're beginning to look at and then we want to establish some things i made a, some statements on sunday which i feel a lot of people might be you know having some issues with and is the fact that or the truth that on this side of eternity Sazama, nobody has been rewarded nobody has been rewarded number one proof for that is that nobody has really been punished here you know the disciples said to jesus when they saw the man that was born blind they said who are they punishing now is it this man that was born blind or is it his father or is it his mother who are they he said none of that but lord that the glory of the lord might be revealed if punishment and reward were being given now in this side of eternity, when you see somebody you can see you see somebody the person is you know four feet three inches in a world where average height is 5 or 11 they know they must be punished maybe he used to jump and steal so they made him short do you understand no, nobody so people find themselves in different circumstances as god has permitted it to be whether the good or the bad praise god that, that's why the bible says riches is not just to men of understanding or wisdom he said time and what chance you must know some people that if you were distributing money what they have you will never allocate it to them praise god but you see time and chance is not a reward neither is those who don't have it neither is it a punishment it's because on this side of eternity nothing is final praise the lord the game is still on we are like a match a football match that is in the 10th minute and somebody is saying this team has won. No, there's another 80 minutes to play. Praise the Lord. Okay, quickly, let's try and save some time. 
Luke 16, come with me. We're going to look at three parables of Jesus. In Luke 16 is the parable of the unjust steward. Okay? I'm going to jump a bit. It's the parable where the man was told by his master, I've heard evil reports against you. Now give an account of your stewardship because I'm sacking you. Okay? And you know what the man did? He called the master's customers and said to them, adjust your books this way, this way. So I'm going to read from verse 8 the comment our Lord Jesus made. In Luke 16, 8, are we there? Okay, I'll read. It says, So the master commended the unjust word because he had what? Dealt shrewdly. For the sons of this world are more shrewd in their generation than the sons of light. And I say to you, make friends for yourselves by unrighteous mammon. Then when you fail, they may receive you into an everlasting home. He who is faithful in what is least is faithful also in much. And he who is unjust in what is least is unjust also in much. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? And if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? Let's stop there. I want you to see something here. Jesus said in verse 8, He said, This master commended the steward because he has dealt shrewdly. You know what that word shrewdly implies? This man has applied sense to his situation. Praise God. It wasn't a moral commendation. It was not the moral. It was the application of sense to the circumstances he found himself in. He was going to lose his job and he noted, I'm lazy. I can dig. I'm proud. I can beg. What do I do? So he said, he now quickly calculated. Let me save money for these people. Okay, so that when I'm thrown out of my master's house, what will happen? They will remember me for good. Now, the application for you and I as believers is this. In this world where we're in, we're going to go out soon. What plan are you making? What plan are you making? The man made a plan for his exit. What plan are you making? We have been told that all these things are going to be destroyed and burnt up. It says what manner of persons ought you to be And then not just that they're going to be destroyed and burnt up In heaven there's going to be a record He said do not lay up your treasures Where thieves and moth and rust will destroy So what he's saying is this As believers are you planning Do you have an exit strategy And then taking it further This man had a problem in his craft His wickedness was caught Was found What did he do Did he repent Follow me. Did he repent? What did he do? He did more wickedness. For those who have wondered this parable, this is what it is. He did more wickedness. Now, Pastor Dave ministering the other day said, most believers, when they face trials and temptations, what do they do? They backslide. The people of the world, when they are wicked and something jams them, they advance. They go to gear two. He's saying, learn from them. As a believer, when you're following Christ and trouble comes, what do you do? Put your head more. If they say you don't have shoes, become the shoeless evangelist. Learn from the preacher. I've told some of us may know the story. The preacher that came to preach at my mother's funeral. The man finished preaching. It was raining. He said, let's drop him. We're trying to clear the car to bring the car out, drop him. The man took his Bible, put it on his head and started walking in the rain. He wanted it to be added to his CV that he went to preach for a big man and with many cars parked they didn't drop him so rain beat him there is one song in Igbo that says the rain beat me it beat me but he wanted that uh, we refused we carried camp or shoot him now he was a wise man but in the wrong place you know you know people always are looking for trouble with big men they want to see what big men did to them as a Christian are you using are you using your faith in the challenges that come your way that's what he says he said the children of this world are in their generation world they are more shrewd they know how to use it someone in sourcing in, in the office say look at you poor man this and this and this and you become envious at that moment it's an occasion for ministry father i bless you that someone is calling me poor thank god i have you brother god bless you what you have god has given it to you May his name be praised. You see, you, you use whatever comes your way. They were insulting David. She was insulting David, kicking stand. What did David say? 
David said, let the Lord look at it. If this man, a descendant of Saul, is insulting me, what about uh, Absalom, my own son? You use it. The righteous will, should never have any reason to have recourse to wickedness. When somebody says, I, I didn't know what to do again, a believer, no, do more righteous. Pressing. That's what the guy did. He, he didn't consider good at all. One of his options was to go to his master and repent. But he's evil. So good is not in his book. Now you that are good, evil should not be in your book. Don't tell me as a Christian, Pastor, I don't know the pressure I was on, so I compromised. No! That means there was seed of compromise that was in your deep freezer. You brought it out and microwaved it. Okay, that's the first thing in that passage. And then it says again, it says, He who is faithful in what is least is what? Faithful in much. He who is unjust in what is least is, is unjust in also in much. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the unrighteous mammon, who will commit to your trust the true riches? It's saying something here. There are two riches. If what is not seen is true riches, it means everything that we're seeing is what? The unrighteous mammon. And a few um, services ago, we noticed that what can be acquired illegally cannot be the promise. That's what Jesus is saying there. If you've not been faithful in this world where you're dealing with, uh, you know, um, Yahoo, Yahoo boys and all of them, and you're compromising like them, who, are, who is going to bring you to the league of true riches? Are you with me? Then he went further. The next line quickly, so we'll move quickly. Verse 12 now says something then. Go to 12, please. And then he says, if you have not been faithful in what is another man's, who will give you what is your own? Now, 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 just, just relax a bit. What is your own? Everything on this side of eternity is not any man's own. You know why? You can make decisions. Though. Now, you write, you sit down, you write all the checks. You can even write will before you die. But when you're going, will you take it? When he says another man's who will give you what is your when God gives you your own is something that cannot be taken from you that's why he said of David he says I will give you a sure house up till today Jesus is answering the son of David it cannot be taken from him the reward cannot be taken from you Paul the apostle speaking says when a man competes in athlete, he say he competes according to the rules. And he say they do all of this for a perishable crown. Everything that can perish, everything that can be lost. People have won lotteries, $100 million, and became poor after a couple of years. Anything that can be lost cannot be. The reward is an imperishable crown. It cannot be taken away. Praise the Lord. So we see all of that and we are seeing now so what I have now if he has pleased God to make me uh, gifted in one area in maybe resources in money in wisdom in preaching in singing in influence and all of that it's a responsibility it's not the reward it's not the reward and what that does is this don't envy somebody because he's going to give an account of what they gave him are you with me? He's going to give it. It's his responsibility. So you come in now. God makes you, you know, you speak. You know, men are agreeing with you and all of that. Everybody's just, you know, hailing you and all of that. You're ready. You're going to answer for that influence. Herod spoke. The people of Tyre said, they were excited. They said, this man, you they preach like, eh? hey, we never hear, we never hear. And heaven was watching Herod. Herod turned like this. And just swung this way and swung. You know. Heaven said, eh, you did not give glory to God. Immediately, worms started eating him. Everything I have, <laughs> your money is his. Your beauty is his. Your anointing is his. Everything is his own. If you don't manage it well, you create trouble for yourself. But those things that he has given to you, it's a privilege because in the next one we're going to look at, he gave them talents. He gave some ten. So God gives you that thing. It's because he trusts 
that you can use it for him praise God so let's come to Matthew 25 quickly Matthew 25 in Matthew 25 from verse 14 yes we're told look at the way the parable goes say, for the kingdom of heaven is like a man traveling to a far country who called his own servants and delivered his goods whose goods the master's goods to them and to one he gave five talents to another two to another one to each according to his own ability and immediately he went on a journey you see when you see some of these things it can humble you it means god knows my ability maybe that's why he gave me one parish to pastor eh? maybe god knows your ability maybe that's why he gave you kekenape because if they give you a, a 5g is it 5g wagon you might be running over or cut people <laughs> You can be angry with me. He said he, he gave to each according to his ability. I've told you about a professor, a, med, a professor of medicine, that used to say when they greet him, students greet him, he didn't answer them. When he's walking on the hall, he'd say to any student that doesn't disappear will fail. So he walks like this, and then they will hide and be greeting him. Good day, sir. Good day, sir. Good day, sir. And the man will answer them. Then one of his colleagues asked him, why don't you answer them? He said if those students knew what he knew, that they didn't know they'll be glad that they greeted him and he didn't answer can you see that level of pride such a man now god takes him higher than that he, he might be taking sacrifices every morning they kill two human beings praise god so god gave to ability you see you see some of these things it, it's comforting in uh, in is there ecclesiastes or proverbs it was saying it, it went away uh, these things that the lord hates or uh, cannot be understood when he made marries the master you see some of us if god made us beautiful eh, some people won't enter enter you just stand as usher you say sister where are you going so i'm going to church didn't you see um fire and mountain that in the bush there is this type of church you want i bet god jesus is there also let fine people come to this church we don't know why we are where we are our responsibility is let's be faithful so he can keep taking us what higher we don't know praise god okay anyway so he gave to each according to the ability we're going to see from this story I'm, I'm still going to jump please when you go home read this story is matthew 25 from 14 to 30. in this story the man that he gave 10 traded with his 10 and what happened he got 10 more. The man that he gave five traded with his five. The man that they managed to give one, did he trade and get two? So you see that the master would have been justified if he gave him zero. Being poor is not something to wear around though. You need to find the reason why. Let it not be that you would have been dangerous. Praise the Lord. I mean, this is what scripture is saying. Because the other man went with 10 and they were looking. But we saw why he got 10. The other man went with 5. We saw how he got 5. But the man went. But the thing I want us to pick here is this. Very important. Verse 29. 29 says, For to everyone who has, what will happen? More will be given and he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. Now somebody will ask me, Pastor, I thought you said there is no reward. What is happening here? Let me tell you what is happening here. What is happening here is this. The master is an investor. God wants to get the most out of this earth. He wants to save as many as possible. So if God gives you riches and you use that riches to sponsor the kingdom and more people are coming and then he gives me riches and I'm hoarding the riches, what he's going to do is what? Any businessman here, tell me what should he do? He should take from me and do what? I, that's what he's saying if he gives you a talent and you're not using it maybe music or whatever and another person is using it what does he do? he takes from here and gives to the other person why he's looking at his bottom line that's what it that's what he's saying there it's not the reward because in the same story in the same story if you look at the same story see where he talks about their reward verse 21 he says go go to verse 21 his lord said to him well done good and faithful servant you were faithful over a few things i will make you ruler over many things enter into what the joy one of these these things is joy joy and then also if you note in that story the reward did not come until he came back 
So until the second coming, you can't say what is happening is a shifting, a diverting of resources to more profitable servants. Say, Lord, make me profitable. That's it. It's a diversion because he needs to win souls. He needs to save souls. So God has given you a talent. God has given you a front. God has given you influence. God has given you something. He's expecting you to bring results with it. And if you're not bringing another person that has a similar thing, he will take from there and give to them. That's what it is. Okay? So, so with, with this already, you can see that we are not saying mediocrity. No, you work hard. Jesus said, are there not 12 hours in the day? As long as we're on this side of eternity, we are walking because we know that on the other side, we're going to be what? Rewarded. And whatever I've been given is what the master judges I can produce with. What I've not been given, I will not give an account of. Praise God. We look at the last one, Luke 19. Let's go back to Luke 19. In Luke 19, from verse 11 also. Okay, let's read 12. 12 says, Therefore he said, A certain noble man went into a far country to receive for himself a kingdom and to return. So he called ten of his servants, delivered to them ten miners, and said to them, Do business till I come. But the citizens hated him and sent a delegation after him, saying, We will not have this man to reign over us. Okay, and so it was when he returned, having received the kingdom, he then commanded his servants to whom he had given the money to be called to him that he might know how much every man had gained by trading. Everything we have here is given to us. At the end of your life, at the end of my life, God is going to call me and say, okay, I made you the pastor of the Father's church. I sent this person there. I sent these people there. Why did you not lead them this way? Or you know whatever it is i gave you this opportunity you sat with presidents you met with this why didn't you do this or did you do this i'm rewarding you this is what he's saying the master has gone but he's going to come back praise god he's going to come back and when he comes back look at what he says now verse 17 says uh, let me read 16 and 17 when he came back the first came saying master your miner has earned 10 miners what did he say he said to him, well done, good servant. Because you were faithful in what? A very little. Have authority over ten cities. That's the reward. When he returns, he will bring the reward. When he returns, he will bring the reward. As long as we're here, we are here to do business. It says, occupy till I come. Whatever comes in, we reinvest. Whatever comes in, we reinvest. If God gives us promotion and men begin to recognize us, we use that platform and preach the gospel the more. Many more are coming. We will not be distracted to focus on ourselves. You know, that's what happens. God blesses a man and he becomes a brand. And you can listen to the man for one hour speak and you won't hear Jesus again. Because his name has become big. People go for programs because his name is there. Not that Jesus is Lord. The Lord help us. Amen. So in essence, what am I saying, brethren? I'm saying that reward is in eternity. But now what we are giving is equipment. And you and I need equipment. Praise God. We do need equipment. We need tools to help us propagate the gospel. We need graces, we need anointings, we need wisdom, we need favor. We need to be placed before men. We need to be given opportunities and platforms and different kind of things. Many of us know Bishop T.D. Jakes. What happened? The man, the, the, he was not a better preacher now. If possible, he might even, I don't know. But he was preaching in a storefront shop in some local city in the U.S., and someday they, they invited him to a program. They showed a clip of a few minutes, maybe two minutes. And some, you know, big TV evangelist saw him and said, what's that guy saying? You know, and then they invited him. That's how come he became what he became. He, there are many preachers that can preach much, much, much better, more anointed than many people that you're calling big men of God. The only problem is that where they are located, radio, no, they work. Internet, no, they platform praise God the people you know have better equipment have better tools just like uh, uh, um, um, your school in Nigeria now you attend lecture and in your classroom there are hundred of you 
and one lecturer and mosquito is biting you where you're sitting the chair is broken you're hanging on one side of your buttocks and then you you finish here and you go to do masters in u.s and there are 12 of you in the class with ac and the teacher is respecting you did you understand what i said you make first class here you manage to get two two because the conditions were squeezing you that's why when nigerians get there, they just excel because it, this na school have been a Hilton. <laughs> you see, you, you, they just excel. So equip, we need equipment. Say, Lord, equip me. Yes. Lord, equip me. So what we are looking for here is equipment. Let's understand. It's equipment. It's tools. It's device for doing work. So man of God, woman of God, what you're asking God for here is not a reward. You're asking for marriage. Ask for it as an equipment. Anything you're asking, ask for it with a mind to use it for the gospel. Don't tell God, give me so that I can relax. Ah, come to heaven and relax now. Why do you want to relax here? It's not your home. I go to prepare a place for you. What we're doing here is work. And how do you prove to him that he should give you equipment when you have outused what he gave you? Praise God. Freedom Fellowship, you can't wake up to pray. You want to marry. You backslide. You backslide. You take your husband and everybody they give to you. You take them back to, 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 to I don't know where you take them. Because as a single person, you're not boiling water to bad kids. The children didn't keep you awake at night. And then you're coming late to church. And you want God to give you a husband so that you now drag him and the children they gave to you and drag them back to oblivion we should come here at 6 30 and we're seeing you god will say she has capacity even if the husband delays her for two hours she'll still be in church early brother they've not given you wife you have not massaged back in the night eh? and you're struggling with alarm to wake up and you say god i want to see vision the vision you see is alarm clock Eh? that old one that used to have horns that's what will wake you up what we use here is equipment mercifully God gave me my wife before I got born he knows that I, I can't do this thing with distraction so God just settled me and he made her beautiful so that looking at her you see my, my stomach is like someone that has eaten pounded yam and there's no parking space again so my eye can be single you see god is mess he equips you he said everything here is equipment he knows what you can handle praise the lord he knows so he equips you he gives you the resources you can handle he permits you to be in places that he can handle and all of that all of that is to help you to bear fruit and then he says when he gives you all of that and you bear fruit what will he do he will prune you so you bear much fruit as long as we're on this side of eternity it's about fruit bearing so what you don't have don't cry about it use what you have there's no room to for crying because the reward is not in magnitude it's in faithfulness so somebody they hid somewhere in karanamuda ministering to 12 people faithfully you might find out that in heaven he has more reward than people you see on television because i mean what what does it take to write one thousand and what does it take to write one billion will your hands start aching you <laughs> that's what it is to god numbers that's what it is so it's equipment and that's where we, we, the enemy confuses us. He makes you jealous of somebody's too. How about, I mean, how, how many of you will be going to, to work tomorrow? As you're going to work now, you see somebody, you know, uh, uh, those laborers, they are carrying shovel and digger. And you say, Lord, why did you bless him with shovel and digger? You didn't bless me. Do you want to be a laborer? He has the tools suitable for his work. You also have tools suitable for your work. If you use it well, they will promote you in there. So many times we gather as church, they are making us focus on tools as if it's reward. They say somebody gave 100,000 and tomorrow he got 100 million. No, the man gave 100,000. They judge him faithful. There is need of 100 million. So God wants to pass through him. 
another greedy thief like Ananias and Sapphira will bring their 500,000 expecting to get 500 million when they bring you the thing just enter boom one week nothing two months nothing five years nothing backsliding come just the guy will just I'm not doing it again because this brother they they knew that this brother he's a giver that's his heart so he gave it he came he gives more <laughs> you you want to give let it come so you will chop more you give the thing just hook you'll be pulling it like this it won't move <laughs> praise the lord somebody it's about equipment let's rise on our feet it's about equipment whatever you have whatever you don't have that are the tools that are the graces i don't have time to tell you you know about men in the bible there was a man joseph of arimathea he needed to be equipped if not for his riches where would they have buried jesus it had to be a tomb that nobody had laid in it had to be to be a tomb that they were covered with stone you see all those things had to be there today god is looking for men and women to use so it's not a reward the reward is an eternity but he wants to equip you he wants to save men of influence he wants to save the wealthy and he wants to bring the gospel to the level where they can have nothing to gain sin or resist and he wants to use men he wants to use women there are people that they are on his music there's a level of music that they will hear and their hearts will melt and god wants to use you so for some it is a power demonstration of power there is some power that they need to see they come from a background of of of, of evil and all kinds of witchcraft so all these things are things that we go to the Lord say Lord equip me for some of us is wisdom in the office it's for us to stand out when arguments are taking place in the office you're just praying in the Holy Ghost when you open your mouth and speak everybody says what wisdom is that they begin to respect you ask the Lord Lord equip me Lord equip me equip me for some of us the resources that are needed to sponsor the preaching of the gospel heaven is looking he's looking for who will I pass it through who will get this money and know it's for the kingdom who will get this money and not use it for private consumption tonight we're saying lord we thank you we've settled that the reward is in eternity and we want to do well we want to finish well we want oh lord to serve you we want to bring results lord equip me for somebody's anointing that you need lord anoint me let me be have understanding of spiritual things let me have power in the spirit let me open the scriptures and let it come alive to me for somebody you're asking God for one thing or the other tonight ask of him because he will equip you he will equip us he will enable you the apostle Paul says I thank Christ Jesus who enabled me there is an enablement to serve him enable me Joseph was helped the Bible says the arms of Joseph was made strong by the hands of the Almighty Lord I'm in a difficult environment I need your anointing I need your anointing I need your anointing I need your power I need your power every Christian needs power on Sunday we prayed how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power as the Lord empower me to be a successful Christian to be a successful Christian you have given me minors I want to multiply it you have given me talents I want to multiply it I want to bring resort to you so that I will rejoice to see you the apostle Paul says there is a crown waiting for me but not for me alone I want to have that crown sister you must have that crown Lord empower me for somebody's boldness to preach the gospel you're too shy you need to receive boldness tonight to stand amongst your friends and tell them like we learned today do you know that the end is near do you know that Jesus is coming soon do you know that he went to the cross and died for you oh Lord help me somebody needs power tonight somebody needs enablement tonight somebody needs his eyes to be open somebody needs to see heaven somebody needs to have a trance have an experience and know that this thing is not a joke somebody needs some common grace the Lord has given you a difficult assignment tonight ask him Lord you promise that you will not allow me to be tempted beyond what I can bear but with every temptation you make a way where I am I need help somebody ask him for that grace the Lord gives graces 
the apostle Paul said to me this grace has been given to preach the unsearchable riches of Christ to the Gentile there's a grace to marry there's a grace to raise children there's a grace to work in that office your office you need grace because the battles there are tough the battles there are tough I need grace we need grace to live as Nigerian in that civil service job you're doing you need grace Lord help me Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Makatosa kalegere bado sande, jeka pa kalegere bando santa kande, le kapo jeka baba ba, le kala gado zondo sande gere bando. Lord, equip me, equip me, equip me. He said He will give us device for doing work. He will give us device for doing work. He will give us necessary items. He will enable us. The tools will come. The understanding will come. The clothing will come. The money will come. The husband will come. The wife will come. The children will come. The money will come. All of that necessary for the gospel. The introductions will come. That platform that will launch you to the world. So that you can be his witness. He says that's what I do. He is our God. He is our God. Lord lift up the light of your countenance upon your people. Oh Lord our God. Lift up the light of your countenance. That they may be witnesses. You know them. You have proven them oh Lord. You have proven them in the backside of the desert. Lord present them oh Lord. You said you want men that you can use to save this nation. Oh Lord make occasion to happen. So that this man will be discovered. So that this man will be found out. So that these ones oh Lord will be found oh Lord and certain places to become answers let's begin to thank him because he's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we could ask or imagine thank you father in jesus christ's name we have prayed You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-158804. You can find us online at www www.thefatherschurchonline.org God bless you.